You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Cat's Meow. We're bringing you all the news that matters. My name is Candace. And I'm Elaine. Today we'll be talking about Toys R Us's need to corrupt children, magical, mystical Mormon underwear, the coolest haunted house of 2014, and the bushmeat disease. First of all, we'll be talking about Toys R Us. They recently had a line of Breaking Bad toys, but were removed after a woman's complaint. A mother's complaint. Now, these toys are very, very specific. Um, there's a Walter, a Jesse, and I'm not sure who the other toy is, but actually different versions of Walter. And they all come with little kits and... Little hazmat costumes Suits things. and guns and cameras and pretty much anything you'd need to reenact Breaking Bad. Which really, even the guns or anything isn't the shocking part. It's the fact that it's... It's Breaking Bad. It's Breaking Bad. Children don't need to watch Breaking Bad. (laughs) You know, they're promoting this TV show that's about making meth. And while, you know, they're very interesting characters to follow, it's probably not child appropriate. No. Here's the interesting thing, though. Um, The guy who plays Jesse, Aaron Paul, actually kind of exploded about the fact that the Toys R Us is now backing down and removing the toys. Um, he, he, his defense is, he says, you know, what is more damaging? The fact that we're putting in Breaking Bad toys, the story of, you know, hardship, or the fact that we let kids buy Barbies, which is a completely understood argument. You know, because Barbies are terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, Barbies and, like, female body image and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, so I, I get his, I get his statement, but the but, fact of the matter is... That doesn't make it okay. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, you know, body image problems versus drug abuse. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're, I feel like they're both just as serious. I'm, I, I don't think that it gives it the right to they're, put them in the store. Yeah, I mean, they're both very serious subjects. Body image leads to anorexia, bulimia, those kind of things. Yeah, it's a very serious matter, and, and I don't know if I really agree with the actor that plays Jesse, because I really don't think that they, they belong in a store for kids. I I don't I don't think Barbies belong in a store. For kids <laughs> Barbies either. probably but, don't either. But the, that you're right. The point the point is that there's so much more wrong with it than you know targeting another toy. Yeah. Um. I I see what he's saying, and I yeah. and I agree with him. This woman should should realize that there's so many more problems. But the fact that the, what I want to know is. Who got the bright idea to put them in the toy Yeah, store? who signed the uh, shipment order for this? Because, <laughs> oh yeah, Breaking Bad toys. Let's send them to Toys R Us. They'll be great there. It's like putting them in kid country toys here in the mall. Like, you, you don't need to walk into a toy store and see Breaking Bad and hazmat shoots, shoots, suits. And it's just, I don't know. That's like having the, the, uh, the, the rock candy that looks like the blue meth. Exactly. Selling that in a and, store. Um, exactly. Uh, it's kind of funny, you know, the woman, Susan, she had her big petition. She got huge signatures saying, you know, kids mimic their action figures, if you will. Do you want your children in orange jumpsuits? Which is kind of an extreme statement. But um, Jesse then said people signed a petition that's three times the amount of people that did the original petition saying that these toys shouldn't be taken out of the stores. Um... I guess the point is that maybe the toys belong in an FYE or, you know, a comic a more, shop. A more adult-based customer... Exactly, because 
you know, if these kids are buying the toys, that means either they are already interested in Breaking Bad mm -hmm. or they're going to be interested in Breaking Bad. It makes me wonder, you know, why should a kid be watching a show like that? I know yeah. we, we don't need to censor our children too much, but that shouldn't be even something they're interested in. And and back to the whole Barbie statement, this could be the the beginning of something else. I mean, maybe people are going to start petitioning Barbies and, and... Yeah, and you know, it makes me wonder, you know, what what is this woman's position on Barbies? Why is yeah. she so... I, I would kind of like to know what her retort, if any, was to that because, you know, if she has such a huge deal with something so real, you know, we have drugs in our world, we have mm -hmm. people like, I mean, not like him, obviously, there's no one yeah. like him, but, you know, it's, it's a real thing and, and yet, you know, Barbie is just so fictionalized it is it's very you know it gives people kids especially uh, um the wrong idea of what a woman's body should be like yeah and, ridiculous yeah. expectations next we have mormon underwear this is a really weird topic i love this topic but uh recently recently there was some people kind of you know giving bad name to the mormon undergarments and so the mormons put out you know kind of a retort explaining you know, explaining and defending their strange, you know, custom. And the custom honestly isn't that much more strange than, you know, the Jewish wearing their little hats and, you know, all the different, or the, the nuns wearing their... Habits. Yeah, their yeah. habits. So, but it kind of is weird because it's literally, like, a shirt and pants they wear under their clothing. That is supposedly supposed to protect them from temptation and other things. Which, if it does that, I don't see how the undergarments aren't magical. <laughs> well, the argument right now, and they're trying to say is, you know, we're not saying they're magical. We're not saying they're, you know, some kind of special underwear. They're just to remind us of temptation and um, to remind us that we belong to God and, you know, those things. So, it used to be in the, I think, the 1800s that, you know, the outfit has progressed. Originally, it was this um, kind of all piece under suit thing. like like what the what everybody wore pretty much back then yeah. like the what do they call those um they call them something petticoats no not a petticoat <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> no like the men that would wear the the full body undergarments and... oh kind of like um yeah i don't know i don't remember what they're called but basically um they've gone through stages so they went from being these crazy undergarments to now they're just basically what you'd see is a Hanes shirt and if shirts shorts were made out of Hanes material. Yeah it's it's they've become more modern as the years have passed. And it's basically just a temple garment and um. But they wear it all the time right? I mean it's. Um I think it depends on what like how how devout of Mormons they are. I think it just, you know, some people may wear them all the time, but I think it's mostly for, like, uh, temple practices mm. and special occasions. Occasions? Uh, yeah, I said occasions. Special occasions. Gotcha. So according to Wikipedia, and according to the LDS Church, the temple garments serve a number of purposes. First, the garment provides a member a constant reminder of the covenants they made in the temple. Second, the garment, when properly worn, provides protection against temptation and evil. Wearing the garment is also an outward expression of an inward commitment to follow Jesus Christ. Now, 
the biggest defense they ever have is that, you know, this is a reminder for us and it's, it's a special tradition, but it's not, you know, our under, we don't think our underwear is magical. We don't think it's special. But it can protect them from things. But, but that's the problem here is. <laughs> They're making it sound pretty magical. Is, is the, is what, and this is an LDS quote, according to Wikipedia, that wearing the garment is, um, when properly worn, provides protection against temptation and evil. See, that's magic. And, you know, fends off evil influences. That sounds like magical underwear to me. It's totally magic. That's magic. Magic. So I just... The nature of protection believed to be afforded by temple garments is ambiguous and varies, varies between adherents. Researchers who interviewed a sample of Latter-day Saints who wear the temple garment reported that virtually all wearers expressed a belief that wearing the garment provided spiritual protection. Mm. And, you know, Wikipedia, it's not, it's not the best source, but... When when you when you read this and then you have a you have these people arguing trying to defend their special garments it's it's just kind of funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I was Mormon, I'd just be like, yeah, you know what? They are magic. You don't have magical underwear. Be jealous. <laughs> Your little Jewish hat doesn't do tricks. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, you know the thing that I find the funniest though is they have like, you know, and that's just I'm what I'm pulling from the picture here is they have like garment stores and they sell them in tiny garment packaging and they all look exactly the same but the funniest thing is that the packaging looks like a condom perfect protection it looks exactly like a giant magical condom a giant magical condom package that's (laughs) that's what it is and that's the best protection candace is is that so on to our next topic of the coolest haunted house of 2014 so evidently there was this serial killer that's been killing since 2005. The last eight or so months, he's been collecting bodies, about 11, and he decided to turn an abandoned house into a haunted house with real dead bodies. And I don't know how creepy that is, but, uh, you know, I I don't feel very comfortable (laughs) knowing that somebody... I mean... It says that he wanted to be rem- remembered. He wanted it to end. He wanted, but he wanted to go out with a bang, kind of. But I, that's one thing that I don't like really about this whole situation with criminals and stuff. They do a lot of the things, the weirdest things, but they they do it just to get attention, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that drives me crazy. Like people, and and the news just keeps giving them the attention. And more and more people are going to keep doing things like this. And this isn't like this isn't like some psycho guy. This is a legit serial killer. He's been yeah. killing people since, since two thousand five. Since two thousand five, and he's only thirty four. So that means he started off pretty young. How old would he have been? Thirty four minus like twenty something. Yeah, he would have been like twenty one years old. Oh and so he disappeared for about two years. They couldn't catch him, and then he just resurfaced recently. And you know what's scary is there was eleven bodies in that house. So either he was hiding some bodies, or in eight months he killed eleven people. No, he probably killed people in eleven uh, months. Eleven people. I don't know how he preserved. Well, he probably didn't preserve them. He basically, I think there was a little bit of you know a little kind of like mummification process, but I can't honestly I can't tell. But he kind of like arranged the bodies. And um, the creepy thing about it is there's all this weird pattern with all the bodies. It's a crucifixion pattern. They all have, you know, the crucifixion holes Yeah, well, that, that's very typical of any serial killer. They usually do it the same way. They have some time. kind of pattern. It's, yeah. But it's that pattern that freaks me out. I think that's kind of interesting in all honesty, but, you know, that's just me. But, you know, he's he, he legitimately found an abandoned house, spent eight months arranging bodies, 
opened an abandoned house and literally sat there and allowed people to come in and it was, you know, they immediately realized that something was very not right. That this was not fake, you know? Yeah, I mean, you walk into a house like that, it's going to smell. <laughs> then that's what and, and accounts say, specifically. I don't really, we read the article and it said one of the people went up and and touched the body. I don't know if I would have touched it. If I would have thought, hey, that could be real, I probably wouldn't touch it. I'd just leave. I think they were just wanted proof. Like, they were in shock. I understand that, (laughs) but I still wouldn't touch it. I really wouldn't. I mean, especially if the house smelled that bad, I don't want to touch anything. I don't care. And it was a, it was an abandoned house, too. So, I mean, who... Who knows what was in there? What, I don't even know. And how, I wonder how abandoned... I, like, he did he put flyers up telling people, Hey, That's come what, to my haunted house. I want to know how social, social media friendly this guy is. Yeah, like, maybe he got on Facebook and was like, Come to my haunted house. It's great. He's <laughs> got commercial and everything. <laughs> so, apparently, he got a lot of people. Um, 911 during that got 50 reports, 50 phone calls reporting this guy and police of course immediately came because that's weird yeah and they arrested him um van uh is there's 11 murders in the home but they're they're accounting him for 25 they think he they killed and um, he's he's admitted to he well there's 11 in the house they're Mm -hmm. pretty sure he killed 25 before that Mm -hmm. and he's already confessed openly to 17 of the 25 murders so that's crazy yeah um (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> it, at least he didn't, like, you know, be like, hey, come to my haunted house, and then killed everybody that came well, to the haunted house. Well, and, you know, house. I was reading when I was looking at this article, apparently that happened once. People came to a haunted house and they got murdered. See? <laughs> never mind. I don't want to go tomorrow, Candace. We're supposed to go to a haunted house. It's not a, a haunted it's trail a thing. charity haunted trail. I don't care. <laughs> we'll be all right. I don't know. I'm kind of scared. We're moving on to our final topic, and we like our final topic to be something that's been beaten to death. And while it's remotely inappropriate for this to be our topic, our beaten to death topic for today's podcast is Ebola. No, it's not Ebola. It's the bushmeat it's disease. Bush Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> we call it bushmeat because when looking up the facts, we found out that there are certain animals that can transmit Ebola or, you know, and have Ebola. Or at least they believe that. I don't think they, they actually can. I think they can. actually have tested proof. I, I thought we... It's the dogs that they're not sure about. Oh, well, anyway, but I bush guess... Bushmeat... <laughs> evidently, there's a certain type of animal that's considered bushmeat. And, and those I... are the ones that transmit it, so don't go making out with any kangaroos. No, and, and I don't really know what bushmeat animals are, so you might want to Google that. Yeah, you should probably Google that. Let us know, actually. I don't know. Because <laughs> we think it's some weird derogatory sex term. Did I just hear a cat? You did hear a cat. Well, that's our guest. Yep. Hi, Tangent. Welcome to the show. You we have a guest today. Okay, so... Um, the cat's meow. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we start talking about the facts and things you need to know, and, you know, the fact that this is ser- the hysteria of this is just getting ridiculous... Let's go back to a little Breaking Bad fact and uh, talk about the fact that there are <laughs> there are Ebola costumes. Actually, the other day, Candace, I saw a sexy Ebola costume. Sexy, please yeah. explain. It, she, it, it was like a hazmat outfit, but more skin. More skin. <laughs> more skin. More skin. So, like, how, usually how it covers all your skin? No. <laughs> No. This one, you none know. None of the skin. <laughs> none of the skin. So, wait. So, um, so it wasn't a Breaking Bad costume, though? No, it wasn't. But it, it, it had Ebola written on the on the chest, and it was like a hazmat. It was like a sexy version of a hazmat That's costume. That's crazy. See, there was, there was a problem. There was a reporter. I think it was here in Charleston. I don't know. It was kind of a rumor that 
he got really mad because he thought they were doing Ebola costumes at Spirit of Halloween, but then it turned out that they were actually just Breaking Bad hazmat suits, and they, you know, that that's appropriate. But then, you know, talking about this and finding this funny, I find an article that says in California they have actual Ebola hazmat suits. They say Ebola on them, and, you know, now you're finding the sexy Ebola. That's just inappropriate... If if we can, if we put this up on YouTube, we will insert a picture of the sexy the sexy Ebola outfit. So, our, it's timely, but that doesn't make it appropriate. <laughs> no, and hopefully there's not some weird people out there. They're like, oh, this is going to protect me from Ebola. This twenty <laughs> this this twenty five dollar hazmat outfit is going to protect me. No, don't buy it. No fumes can get into this wonderful plastic. And please do not feel safe in your Ebola costume. Right. It's not that people shouldn't feel safe, and it's not that, well, that, that's a horrible thing. It's not that people should be, so, you know, I can't say this word. It's not that people shouldn't be scared. You know, this this is a big thing. In the, yeah, and it's great that people are joking and making light of the situation. But it's terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it, that way you're not in a state of panic, though. There are so many people who are in a state of panic. It's But it's a mix. There's, like, these people that are freaking out, but the people that are trying to be lighthearted about kind of it. Kind silly about it. Yeah. And I mean, really, you don't want everybody to be panicked and freaking out. I wish and no one. I mean, it's a serious issue. It is, and it should be dealt with in a way more better fashion than it's being dealt yes. with. Yes. But at the same time, people are getting so hysterical because they don't know the facts. Yes. Like and the the dog, and you know, there's a woman who was being quarantined, I think, in Spain, and her. They were worried that her dog could, you know, um, possibly could, have Ebola. Could, you know, yeah. spread Ebola. And it, the guy on the interview was saying that we currently have no proof that dogs, you know, while there are animals, bats and <laughs> bushmeat and you know, certain animals that do spread Ebola, there's no proof that dogs spread Ebola. And but there's this huge petition to put the dog down. And I think they, they did put the dog. Down. Yeah, and they quarantined it. And it's just it's becoming an. It's become while they're not dealing with it appropriately, it's become this huge hysteria. So. Um, you know, to end our first podcast on a wonderfully <laughs> intelligent note, uh, we want to give you the facts on, you know, what, you know, what do you, how to yeah. avoid Ebola. What, what Ebola does, what are the symptoms, what do you need to look for, things like that. So, that way you're not sitting here listening to all these rumors going about on Twitter and Facebook and not knowing what the hell is happening. Exactly. So the facts about Ebola and how to get the Ebola virus. Um, it's direct contact. So, one, bodily fluids of a person who is sick with or has died from Ebola. What? (laughs) What are you going to do with a dead... Oh my god, if you're around a dead body, please... Don't eat... No, just don't even be around a dead body. Here Here are the examples. Blood, vomit, pee, poop, sweat, semen, spit, or other fluids. So basically... Please don't be... Unless you're a coroner... Don't touch dead people. <laughs> and if you're like, what is, what are the people that like necrophiliacs or something? They needed help. Yeah, <laughs> don't get around. Uh, don't get around anyone. Dead people, semen. What? No, <laughs> don't. It's not. No, please. If someone has died from Ebola, call a doctor. If somebody's died from way. call a doctor. Candace, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call a doctor for your sake, but you know, oh run. <laughs> um, the okay. person has died from anything. Stay away. So number two on how to get Ebola. Objects contaminated with the virus, needles, and medical equipment. And again, so if you're not a doctor, don't stick needles in your arm. Yeah, watch out, heroin people. 
<laughs> and I understand there are a lot of doctors who have been getting Ebola, and it's just, you know, things happen, and the world is scary, but if you're not a doctor, you should probably not be getting Ebola, because you shouldn't be touching dead people, and you shouldn't be getting needles in your arms. Yeah. Um, and the last one is infected animals. By contact with blood or fluids or infected meat. So, don't eat bats. Do not make out with kangaroos and do not let wildebeest sneezes on you. No, you know, I guess vegetarians and vegans are kind of on the safer side. Right? You're so much less likely. That that should be a slogan. PETA could actually fight for that. I'm not a huge supporter Save the animals. Of PETA, don't get Ebola. Save the animals. Don't get Ebola. I, I love the word Ebola. 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 It sounds like internet bowling. <laughs> e- <laughs> Ebola. Okay, so um, now we've talked about how to not get Ebola, but the fact of the matter is a lot of these people, the reason they're getting so sick is because Ebola starts out kind of like the flu, and Americans, they don't like going to the doctor. So um, Probably because it costs money. <laughs> and because people... <laughs> They're like, eh, I got the flu, I'll sleep, I'll be okay. But no, you've got Ebola and you'll die. Yeah. So um, here are the symptoms to look for if you have Ebola. Which there's, besides the basic flu symptoms, which, what is it? Uh, fever. Coughing. Coughing. Sneezing. sneezing. Evidently, there's nas- na- ha- nausea. Nausea? Nausea? Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce that? I don't Sick. know. If you're nauseous. <laughs> uh, and vomiting. Diarrhea. Red eyes. Uh, a raised rash, chest pain, stomach pain, severe weight gain or weight loss. Actually, it's weight loss, not weight gain. Uh, so if you're getting fat, you can't blame it on it. Yeah, don't, nope. Only if you lose weight. <laughs> uh, oh, pretty much that's it. I mean, and evidently, uh, obviously, they become more severe as... As it progresses. Yeah. yeah. And really, any of these sound pretty bad and... And they're all reasons you should go to the doctor, but yeah. people just do not. Especially in, in a time like this. When there's a disease spreading around, go to the doctor. Be safe. I mean, you could die. It's it's kind of scary. And, and it, 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 I think somebody told me that somebody in New York now has Ebola. Yes, Ebola has now been found in New York and Texas and I think one other state. Texas. And, you know, it's been, a lot of people are so negative about it. They're like, you know, quarantine these people more. We need to stop flying to Africa, which is completely understandable. But also they're like, you know, why did we take these people in? Well, the people that we've taken in have been cured. And the, the they're so negative about it, but they don't understand that. Until the people start showing signs, supposedly they're not contagious, but also they can't really tell that you have Ebola until you start showing signs. It kind of just sits dormant in you. So all these people, they need to know the facts because they're just attacking people and they're just saying all these negative things, mostly on Facebook, and they don't really know what's going on. It's a lot of those people that are very stereotypical Americans that are like, foreigners, blah. (laughs) Let's build a wall against Ebola. Like, I don't, I understand the thought that, what is it, South Korea, somewhere, some Asian country is, you know, or maybe it's Japan, not letting people into the country now. They're, like, quarantining the whole place. Maybe. I know Africa is now, you know, shutting down their airlines, even though yeah, Obama I think, is kind of... I'm pretty of... sure Japan or some place like that did the same thing. And I can see that. That's a good thing to do. If they're going to take care of the people, if it's Korea, I might be a little worried. <laughs> well, I don't, maybe it's not Korea. I don't know. But... 
Either way, I can see that. It, you know, if the bubonic, if the if the plague, the black death or whatever it was, was, well, it is still around. But if it was as bad as it was, you know, you'd probably want to quarantine. Yeah, you want to you take care of it. Yeah. I, uh, in a way, I, I don't know why the president is refusing to shut down the lines. I think maybe it. If, if, if I was the president and I was doing that, my reasoning would be for fear that the people that are trapped in Africa aren't being taken care of and they're worried about getting as many people here as we can. Mm-hmm. Because the people are being cured. Well, it, but I, I understand the fear too. Yeah. Because while it, we don't have a definite cure for Ebola, we have a cure that either works or doesn't work. And thank goodness it's been working, but it's not an end-all cure. It's it's still a danger. And I don't think that we necessarily need to bring people out of the country to this country to get cured. Why can't we bring the those things to that? The reason everyone was dying, because in Africa they don't have the right sanitation, they don't have... That's why it's actually spreading worse there. Yeah. Because, you know, we only have a couple cases, it spreads like wildfire there. Because the sanitation is terrible, yeah, the health practices... Yeah, that's true. So it makes complete sense. Um, and, you know, it, I would understand if all these people, it was just spreading like a zombie apocalypse, but, you know, a couple people have got it, and a lot of people have been cured. Um, yeah. People aren't dropping like flies, at least not that I've seen. I could be completely wrong. Speaking of other countries not having good sanitation, not having water, all these things, I'm, I'm actually interning right now with a program called the, the Borgen Project, and they focus on raising funds and trying to get more awareness to poli- like global issues like that. And if any of you are interested in that, there's a lot of, I know a lot of college students are probably going to be listening to this podcast. And if you want an internship or something like that, go check out their website. It's borgenproject.org, B-O-R-G-E-N. And it's a great thing to get into. You can help support water conservation and getting clean water to those countries and helping medical situations and healthcare in other countries because it's a big deal. If we get things like that better in other countries, then we won't have to worry about situations like this as much. Plus, you know who loves water projects? Nathan Fillion. Who? Captain Hammer, uh, Firefly. Oh. Oh, you, well, that was lost on you. But um, <laughs> yeah, Nathan Fillion, he, um, he, I actually donated money. He did a huge Kickstarter to raise um, water for other countries. It's this huge water project. So if you're in love with him, as many college students are, <laughs> you should definitely, you know, support clean water projects. Yeah, you know, supporting clean water, supporting healthcare in other countries, things to make things more sanitary to where diseases like this don't spread like they are. I mean, and the Borgen Project, it's not, you don't need to donate. You don't need to do anything. It's a nonprofit organization, and they're doing great things. So, yeah. So now that we've put in our plug support, I feel we can probably end our podcast. Hey, <laughs> you know it happens. They, they all do it. So. Might as well. <laughs> well. My name is Candace. And I'm Elaine. And, and that, that was, was the Cat's Meow. meow. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.